Mr. Castle is an record saying that the minutes were distributed. Um, do we agree with the minutes? Natasha proposes acceptance of the minutes. Thank you, ma'am. Any the voter vessels, thank Thank you, dear. Um, you will notice that uh, coronavirus is having me. I didn't even ask for corrections. Uh, can we then proceed, honourable members, to matters arising on these minutes that we have said accorded with our last discussions? Is there any hand up? I can't see all the faces. It's Natasha, honourable speaker. Honourable Natasha Mazzoni, please, you have the floor. Thank you very much, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, I'd just like to extend my gratitude to the staff of Parliament for, in record time, installing a, a huge amount of sanitising equipment across the campus, including uh, around all the lift areas, including at the entrances of offices. I think that was done exceptionally well. And I would also like to thank all the sanitising staff who have been working this week in Parliament, uh, who have come to work during what we know is a dangerous time, who have made sure that the areas of Parliament are sanitised and that our offices are sanitised. And I look forward to uh, this continued level of cleanliness in Parliament uh, continuing. And uh, I, I would like to extend uh, the gratitude of, of the DA for having the sanitizers and, and the sanitation done this, this quickly. Thank you very much, ma'am. Um, I'm sure that uh, the acting secretary to parliament is listening in and that uh, accordingly we will convey the gratitude and the congratulatory messages from the members. Is there any other member who wishes to say anything? Honorable Singh wishes to say something, ma'am. Honorable Singh, please, you have the floor. Thank you, thank you, Honourable Speaker, and good morning, colleagues. Good to see everybody. Uh, just on the question of sanitising, uh, maybe if we can get some idea, how long does this this, this sanitising uh, material work in the offices? I mean, if we have to go back to the offices, would it have to be re-sanitised? I mean, so the question is, what is the impact of sanitising? How long does it kill the germs or whatever is in the office for? Thank you. Okay. Um, David Kassel, is Maitawa in? I see she's on, online, Madam Speaker. I will check. Yes, she is. And her mic is on to speak. Yeah, can Thank she you. respond to this question? Maitawa? I will locate her now. Okay. Uh, Dr. Narang Singh, we owe you that response. Is there any other question? On, on the minutes, please. None? We'll just request Honorable Singh to lower his hand, uh, ma'am. His hand is still up. Honorable oh, Singh, do you have another question? Another matter? No, no, sorry. Uh, just take it as lowered for now. Uh, uh, I'll 
haven't played the gadget yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We we owe you a response just to how long the um, uh, fumigating and sanitization lasts. So as soon as we can get that, um, I'm afraid to offer any response which might not be accurate. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Um, whilst we're waiting for that, can we then um, proceed, honourable members, knowing that we do owe introducing a, a, a response? Uh, yes, to, let's continue, Speaker. Yes, can we continue? If we continue, the next item on the agenda is to get a report from the Bill's office. That is uh, Bill's office will ask Ms. Beck. Ms. Beck, you here if Mr. Beck, Beck is not here? Ms. Beck, if, if I may, um, from legal services, I can um, report for the Bill's office if that yes. is in order. If you from the Bill's office, we expect the response, ma'am, please proceed. Thank you. Um, there is a, a slide that has been circulated. Um, there is not really much to add to this slide. There are three bills before the National Assembly on the order paper, um, and then 15 before National Assembly committees, 14 before National Council of Provinces committees. On the next slide, this deals with the revenue and appropriation bills. Um, in this regard, I can report that all, um, all these bills are proceeding um, exactly according to schedule. And um, as I understand it, the Division of Revenue Bill is aimed to be finalized by the 2nd of June. Um, the provincial briefings have already taken place. Um, on the last slide, um, there's um, the preparation of bills to be sent for a cent. There's two of those, National Land Transport and the Defence Amendment Bill. Um, the Military Discipline Bill, as well as the Aquaculture Development Bills, have been withdrawn. And then there are three bills that we are expecting to be introduced fairly shortly. Um, National Road Traffic Amendment Bill, Upgrading of Land Tenure Rights Amendment Bill, and the Employment Equity Amendment Bill. Thank you. That is all from the Bills Report. Thank you. Thank you very much, ma'am. Honourable members, the floor is open. Is there any hand, Honourable Mazzoni? Yes, thank you, Speaker. Um, Speaker, with these bills uh, that are before Parliament, um, where are we in terms of the public participation? Uh, have we started thinking about how public participation is going to happen? Have we started thinking about uh, do we store things or are things going to continue as normal? I just want to know what the thinking behind the bills with the bills department is so that we know what to convey to our to our caucuses okay is there any other member i see honorable lesoma has put her hand up honorable lesoma please proceed maybe it was raised by honorable lesoma maybe i can come in on behalf of honorable okay thank you Who's coming in? Honorable Suna, you, you are on. 
Please proceed, ma'am. Unmute. Yeah. Unmute. Yes, I have. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I was going to leave for Honorable uh, Deputy uh, Chief Whip. Nevertheless, I wanted to ask in terms of, uh, like for an example, the Hoc Committee on Section 25 was meant to complete its business by end of May. And uh, one worries that what will be the process moving forward in terms of the public expectations and ourselves as well as Parliament. Thank you. Um, is there any other question uh -huh. or can we go to responses? Honorable Speaker, my hand is up for now. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank, thank you. Uh, I think I know how to use the hand gadget now. Uh, yeah. uh, since uh, Advocate Fundamental is there, is there any legislation that has constitutional deadlines uh, that Parliament has to meet? Thank you. Uh, honorable members, can we go to responses on those three queries? Thank you, Speaker. If I may respond. Um, in respect of public participation, um, I request that I leave that to the presentation to be done by committees, um, as I think it, it will depend on the type of, of bill. Um, how how that will be approached. So I think it might be best for, for the committee section to deal with that. Um, in respect of bills um, approaching a deadline, in fact, um, on the um, rural development bill that is waiting for introduction, the deadline expired yesterday, but there is an application before the Constitutional Court. The department brought that application, and um, they are just awaiting the court to give them the go-ahead to come and present their case. So um, that is the only one that is um, that is of concern. And, um, and all the other matters uh, that, that have constitutional court deadlines uh, are currently under control. We will do a presentation for this committee, um, but I've discussed uh, with the secretary to this committee and just um, we said, look, this is the first meeting um, uh, online and there might be other matters to discuss. So I will present at the next meeting of the National Assembly Committee, I will do a full presentation on all of those deadlines. Thank you very much. Um, I thought the Deputy Speaker might want to come in on the discussions, at least with the with the other speakers on public hearings and, and so on and so forth. Deputy Speaker, do you want to come in? Yes. <clears throat> uh, yes, Madam Speaker. Uh, but on the, on the last point that has been raised here, I just wanted to remind you that in the work we did in the past, we agreed that uh, uh, we pulled together this constitutional deadlines issue and recommendations so that what has happened yesterday of a bill uh, deadline passing without uh, perhaps us having had a proper discussion about it should be brought to an end. There's a draft report of uh, with some recommendation that i assume that we would want to look at them and if we agree with them then set in motion a program that will help us not to have a situation such as this one happening uh, as it has happened yesterday so i thought that's the one point i also wanted to make but public participation of necessity uh, has to be accompanied even during this period in other words the time frames the amount that should be allocated for, for those timeframes must be adhered to. 
changes must occur where appropriate uh, so that uh, obviously now people can come and gather. It, it's going to have to be submissions in one form or another so that we have as much uh, feedback from the public on any of the bills that are provided before us. Uh, but And that's the, because we've said none of the systems are suspended unless we explicitly say so. So the usual uh, communication, sending it to the public to send in communication is appropriate, but we must do so so that we have enough time and not uh, give too much so short notice because people without, uh, for example, tech, uh, technology capability will not be able to participate effectively if we don't give time. If we give time, they will have an opportunity to arrange for their views to be sent through uh, so that parliament has them or each of the committees that seeks public input must have that opportunity to get there. So that's the one overall uh, observation, Madam Speaker. Yes, I, I thought that was that that we emphasized throughout the country as speakers that submissions will be made uh, in whatever form that is accessible to people, so that at all times the public view is given that space. Yes. Um, and then uh, there's the question around the constitutional amendment. I am in receipt of a letter from the chairperson of the um, that ad hoc committee who has assured Parliament that uh, that will be done in time. I am not sure, being not being the chairperson of that committee, but I was not sure whether it was going to be practical. And I think that is the one committee that we must uh, that the frolic is around that we must get closer to and, and really find how practical it is going to be. I don't think members, we should also be shy to accept that we are not operating under normal circumstances mm. and that mm. sometimes we are going to have to do things differently to meet um, uh, uh, um, deadlines. But if we can meet the deadlines, we must also be very open and candid about the reasons why we are not meeting the deadlines about the reasons why we need to extend. Um, so, so those were the three questions which came. Is there any other matter that honorable members wish to deal with under the bill's report? Madam Speaker, I have the following hands. Honorable Florick, Honorable Florick, and Honorable Kwakwa. Honorable Florick, Honorable... Please proceed. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Honorable Speaker. Uh, speaker, I've been largely covered by what the Honorable Deputy Speaker has said in terms of public participation. What is important is, is that we'll proceed with the normal processes of advertising and asking for comment, but we are also working on a proposal where we, over a period of time, there are certain groups um, certain NGOs as well as community-based organizations that regularly interact with Parliament on specific bills and also to specifically alert them and invite written comments to them. We will be guided by the national um, lockdown regulations um, as promulgated by the government uh, in terms of public gatherings. Unfortunately, that at this stage is not possible and it will be reviewed 
as we continue. In the next meeting, Honorable Speaker, we will also give an update on the processes that has been followed in terms of the head of committee to amend <coughs> 25 of the Constitution, uh, because they have done most of their work. And there is a specific province that is still outstanding. And we will also come with proposals as to how that committee may proceed. In the meantime, we must be clear that it is unlikely and highly improbable that that committee will make the deadline of the end of May. And we should consider giving them an extension. Thank you, um, well, Speaker, thank you very much. I think Honorable Foley covered me because the, my question centered around to say that uh, the discussion around the public participation model that we're going to follow, I think has covered me by saying that we'll obviously be guided by the regulations as to how we're going to continue as Parliament to involve communities in the, in the legislations that we put into Parliament. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Castle, was there any other hand? Yes, Madam Speaker. Honorable Trangwini. Honorable Trangwini, my apologies, ma'am. Yes. Please proceed, ma'am. Uh, thank you, uh, Speaker. No, it's fine. We'll get used to this uh, program and how to use it. Um, speaker, mine is just on... The, on the post office, I'm actually quite disappointed into the post office um, because one would have thought um, we would have get the report today as to what is the process going forward, um, deadlines and so forth with other bills. So for them not to exactly give us a clear indication which bills um, uh, due for their deadline and so forth is actually quite disappointing. So I think they they need to get to the drawing board and then so that we can get this um, deadlines and so forth for which bills are, uh, are um, due to certain committees in the next meeting, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Speaker. I agree, ma'am. I hope, uh, Honor, Dr. Uh, Kassel, you are hearing. I'm uh, Members are working um, flexi. They are working from home. But that does not mean that we can't get the information that we need. Please ensure that in the next meeting we've got all the information we need. Is there a technical problem? I'm back. Okay, please proceed, ma'am. Uh, thanks, Honorable Speaker. Good morning, uh, Honorable Speaker. Long time no see. Thanks for the uh, Honorable uh, Speaker. I just want to thank your office and the office of the chief whip with the, also the the NA uh, table staff for the work that they they've been doing to make sure that we have our meeting under this anomal situation. Honorable Speaker, I would suggest that maybe as chief whips we consider extending 
just to support what Comrade uh, Honorable Frolic was saying, to extend the deadline of this uh, Section 25 uh, committee while they are preparing, while the technicians are working on a way on how to to handle uh, the workload before them, because we extended uh, the deadline to the 30th of May, if I'm correct, if I remember well. So just to plead with the chief whips that we consider extending, because we are working under an animal situation, so it might take uh, longer to process everything. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Thank you very much. Um, um, are you proposing that we take it back to the Chief Whips Forum for them to consider the extension for Section 25? Or are you saying that at our next programming meeting we should have a clarity onto the extension and the folic of the work of this committee? Yes, ma'am. Clarity in our next uh, meeting. In our next meeting. Dr. Frolic, yeah. you have it. Yes, thank you, Speaker. Um, We'll, we'll interact with the chief whoops on that matter. Thank you very much. And that I just wanted to say two things. Um, if the term of the federal committee is extended, that would require a house decision mm -hmm. uh, because it's a committee of the house. Um, alternately, if it lapses, and then when the house is able to meet again, it would have to reestablish the committee the same terms and mandates. So those are the two options. Um, just on one more thing, I, for the record, the bill whose term deadline expired is the upgrading of land tenure rights amendment bill. It emanates from the Rahube versus Rahube case. Just one, that one is just for, for record. For minute, minute, minute. Thank you very much. Um, there you have it, honorable members. Is there any other um, input on this? No? You can punch speaker, it's clear, let's go. Thanks, ma'am. Madam Speaker, I just want to check if Acting Secretary is now able to, on the matter that was asked. Yes. Can you locate it? Yes, I am. I am a speaker. Yes, I'm sorry, I could hear everybody. I couldn't um, respond because there was something wrong with my mic, but I've got another gadget. Okay. Wish okay. to say morning to speaker, the speaker, and all the honorable members. Um, our understanding and information that we get from the CTC is that clean disinfectant on high touch surfaces it must be daily particularly in areas that are used commonly, meaning that if we were to get any footfall on the present, we will have to be training our household staff to just continuously clean the surfaces because the infection or the virus sits on surfaces for 48 hours, uh, clearly live, uh, a live virus for, for infection. So currently what we have scheduled is the service providers that we have um, asked to clean for this week, finishing today, will be asked to come back again at least every two weeks um, just to maintain the surface. But we will then be guided by the frequency and the volume of people that will come on the precinct as we come. We are obviously observing the traffic on the precinct because um, perm permits are issued by my office so we have a number of people who do come on the precinct, and this largely affects um, 
officials of ICT and officials of internal audit. That's how far I can respond to that matter, Speaker. Thank you very much. I think just to add that in between the, the formal coming of the teams to sanitize, that the day-to-day -day as people come in and they leave, that they, the precautions will continue to be taken. Yes, ma'am. We'll definitely do that. Um, working with the team of households, they have a schedule. And the sanitizers are, have been refilled, like Honorable Mazzoni was saying, and we appreciated it, the appreciation of all the effort that we put in place. So the, the precinct, as we speak, is now clean. We know that our chief whip, uh, Honorable Majordina, does actually come to the office almost frequently. Um, but we maintain in there the hygiene as, as much as we can. The ablution areas are cleaned. Um, like I say, frequently, every two weeks now we've set up that there be continuous hygiene um, uh, maintained. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable. Thank you members. very much. And Dr. Singh, I hope you have been answered. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker. Thank you for the response. Thank you. Honorable members, we move on to the item that deals with the proposal for the virtual question sessions. Madam Speaker, my yes, apologies, Still a report by the committee section. Um, There's still a report by the committee okay. section. Committee section, can you please come in then before we go to the virtual questions? Advocate Tao. Please. Good morning, Madam Speaker, honorable members, and colleagues. Good morning, sir. Thank you. I will start with slide two. Mm. Slide two is a summary of the bills that are before committees. In all, we have 50 ordinary bills, eight of which are 75, section, 75, section 75 bills, and seven are section 76 bills. We also have a budget instrument before the committees and other matters before the committees is about seven and seven petitions. Slides four, five, and six. Slide four, five, and six. It's with regard to the ad hoc committee on section 25, we indicate in the meeting through what has been done so far but the committee still left with three provinces to go and uh, we are waiting for the revival of the committee so that it can continue okay slide number eight slide number eight it is a bill before standing committee on finance at the South African Reserve Bank amendment bill. The committee is still to schedule. Slide number nine. It is also a bill before standing committee on finance. It is audit, auditing profession amendment bill. The committee has scheduled briefings on the 2nd of June and will decide on the 9th of June on the or on the submissions made. Slide number 10. 
it is a bill that was before the PC on defense and military veterans. The bill has been withdrawn. Slide number 11. It is uh, a bill that is before PC on justice and correctional services. It is international crimes bill. The committee is planning briefings on the 12th of May and will schedule further activities thereafter. Slide number 12. It is a bill also before PC on justice and correctional services. It is prevention of hate crime and hate speech bill. The committee has scheduled briefings on the 27th of May and thereafter will schedule further activities. Slide 13. It is a bill before PC on transport, that is civil aviation amendment bill. The committee had activities up to the 17th of March and the committee is still to schedule further activities on this bill. Slide 14. It is a bill before PC on transport, that is road accident benefit scheme bill. The committee had the last activities on the 17th of March and the committee is still to revise its program to schedule further activities. Slide 15. Slide 17, it, it is a bill before PC on COCTA, that is local government municipal systems amendment bill. The committee is scheduling deliberations from the 13th up to the 14th of May. And on the 21st, the committee is aiming to finish the deliberations. Slide 18. It is a bill before the standing committee on finance. And the bill is public finance management amendment bill. The committee still to share the activities. Slide 19. Slide 19. It is a national health insurance bill. That is before PC on health. And if you scroll down a bit. Yeah, go to 20, slide number 20. Slide number 20. Yes. Uh, the committee had activities until the 24th of February, and is still to schedule further activities. Slide number 21. It is National Health Amendment Bill before PC on health, the committee still to schedule further activities. Slide 22. It is a bill before PC on mineral resources and energy this independent electricity management operator bill, the committee still to schedule uh, further activities. Slide number 23. It is a bill 
this before PC on social development, the committee finalized the bill on the 19th of March. Slide 24. It is a bill before PC on transport. It is economic regulation of transport bill. The committee still to schedule further activities. Slide number 26. This is the process of processing the appropriation bill that is not yet referred to the committee because the division of revenue bill is still with NCOP, but the committee is planning to finalize the bill if it can be scrolled down on the 9th of June. The, the, the other suggest activities before that. Slide number 28 deals with other matters like statutory appointment before PC on justice and correctional services. Uh, on the left, it is the details of the matter. The committee had the last activity on the 20th of March, and the committee still to share further activities uh, going forward. Slide number 29. It is a filling of vacancy or statutory appointment before PC on communication. The committee is planning to finalize interviews on the 4th of May and adopt the report on the 11th of May. Slide number 30. It is appointment before PC on communication. The committee is planning the shortlisting on the 4th of May, interviews on the 25th, 26th, and 27th, and finalize the bill during the next term, the, 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 the appointment next term. Thank you. The next slide. Slide 81. It is the Statutory appointment, which is the appointment of the director for the budget office, the subcommittee is still to schedule the days for shortlisting and interviews. The applications has been received and circulated among the members of the four committees. The committee wanted to finish before the last term but the aim is to finish the process this term. I just want to put to Madam Speaker and honorable members that this is a matter that is before the four committees, two finance committees and appropriations, which are currently busy with the budget process. The next slide. That is uh, other matters, which is uh, an international trade agreement before PC on mineral resources and energy, the committee is still to schedule the activities. Next slide. It is a matter before PC on women, youth, and people with disability. The down. 
is on uh, slide number 34. Yes, the committee is planning to do the briefing on selection process by the 19th of May and other activities such as security screening of shortlisted candidates, interviews, and consideration and adoption of the report still to be decided. The next slide, 36. Slide 36 is about petitions. Uh, the petition before PC on police from Kipton Park uh, uh, people, the report has been finalized. The committee still to formally report on the, the decision. Next slide is also a matter before PC on police, which is a petition from the residents of Kukumen. The committee has finalized the matter on the 11th of March, a committee still to formally report. Next slide. This is also a petition before PC on COCTA. The committee is planning consideration of this petition on the 28th of May. Next slide. It is also a petition before PC on COCTA. The committee is planning consideration of the petition on the 28th of May. Next slide. Okay. Madam Speaker, my presentation is complete. Uh, I, I still have two slides. I don't know what is happening. Yes, right. The other petition, it's before PC on transport. The petition was received on the 12th of March. The committee is still to schedule the activities. The next slide. Another petition before PC on transport received on the 12th of March. The committee is still to schedule. This uh, concludes the presentation from committees, Madam Speaker. I thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Honorable members, the floor is open. Comments? Madam Speaker, Honorable Julius, here. Yes, please. Madam Speaker, just on the petitions, is there anything uh, in the pipeline? Are we working on something to deal with petitions, especially the side of public participation in these petitions? Thank you. Okay, thank you. Honorable members, any other member? Honorable Sanguini, speaker. May Sanguini please proceed? Thank you, speaker. Mine is just on the military disciplines bill. And yeah. all, maybe all other bills that will also follow the same route. Can we uh, please, uh, on the next time, speaker, ensure that they are uh, putting why the bills were withdrawn, um, also a reason maybe next week why the bills were withdrawn, so that we just follow up and keep it um, uh, into what was the reasons why the bills were um, one uh, withdrawn or from the department or maybe perhaps um, from the committee itself so that we just follow it. And then secondly, on the um, committees to schedule that part, 
that we can also, um, is the deadline speaker so that we can keep those committees responsible? Because now we have a situation whereby we are saying, no, the committees is responsible to schedule um, these bills and to schedule the follow-up meetings, but for us as well, to give us comfort that things are being done in these committees and we don't find a situation yet again where bills will overlook or committees are not um, doing, um, putting up these schedules as they should be. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you very much. I hope, uh, Dr. Frolik, I hope you've been listening because I want you to come specifically in in response to mental win. Madam Speaker, I had my hand up. Can, can I just raise um, issues so, so I'm yes, sorry, can respond? Proceed. So he can respond to everything. Uh, th thank you, Honourable Speaker. Uh, yeah, I note that uh, there are a number of statutory appointments and appointments to boards that have to be made and interviews that have been scheduled. Perhaps by the next meeting we could get some idea from the Chair of Chairs and the committees how they are going to do this because uh, we don't want to leave these boards operating without quorums and things like that. So if we can get some clarity at the next meeting. Thank you. Particularly with MDDA, NYDA, and other statutory appointments. Thank you. No, no. Thank you very much. Um, that Frolik, is your sound okay now? That Frolik indicated she can't hear anything. Okay. Madam Speaker, I think what I could say at this point, I hear what Mr. Uh, Wini is saying. Just to read out the rule that deals with the courts. It's rule 334, which says the person in charge of a bill introduced in the assembly may withdraw the bill at any time before the second reading of the bill is decided. But I, I hear what the member was saying that when there are reasons, those reasons perhaps should be given. And maybe the committee um, responsible for this bill could establish that from the, from the minister. Um, honorable, um, uh, honorable uh, chair of Deputy chairs. Speaker. Deputy Speaker, proceed. Yes, ma'am, I am. Um, honorable chair of chairs, your responses. He's having difficulties with you, with sound, uh, yes. uh, Deputy Speaker. Deputy Speaker, oh, okay. apparently. All right. All right, because he, he was going to be able to give us a sense in some of those areas. Uh, but uh, Secretary of the National Assembly, the, some of the issues referred to him are also literally in your, in your space as well. Do you have any weight or two to provide to members? I can speak on the issue of, uh, of ICASA, Deputy uh, Speaker. It's yes, one of the matter is before the, the committee. And we have been advised mm -hmm. that the committee is going to finalize the uh, recommendations okay. before, the, I think they said in the first week of May, that's yeah. the info we got. But we are okay. continuing to follow up on issues like um, vacancies that are, are going to arise in a few months' time in the Electoral Commission, uh, among others, for instance. Yeah. But we, yeah. we are attending the issues. Okay. That would include the, 
the Auditor General in November as well, right? Yes. Yeah, it's actually crucial that we set our ducks in the row, especially because of public participation requirements in those sort of things, so that in advance uh, we communicate to the public that the following are going to come up, and this is what the process is going to be, and engage each of the committees appropriate and relevant to that. Uh, and or if we need to put up a committee for processing any one of those vacancies, then we do so. Um, yeah. Uh, where are we now? Next. Deputy Speaker, just before. Ma'am? The truth of the matter is that we I'm must back. also... I'm back. Yes. I'm back. I was just yes. closing the door. Okay. Um, the truth of the matter is that we... We must also, as the programming committee, not take over the work that must be done by committee chairs. Mm. Committee chairs have a responsibility to work out their program, which must be processed through the house chair, which sets out their business. If we begin to do that, that means yeah, we must run uh, committees directly. So maybe what we need is to have a section again with chairpersons and look at just how effective they are in planning, in programming, in executing the work that the committees must do. What we need to do is, as the programming committee, come here and say, this is what is programmed. Does it meet up with what we need? Where do we, uh, is this going to actually interfere with that? How do we make sure that all these programs find enough space and time? to do that. Are the resources adequate to do that? So I thought that uh, we should do that, but I agree with you with these um, bodies that are there, the SOEs, the institutions supporting democracy, that in fact we should be keeping a calendar, but that we must also be looking at whether uh, in this current setup the interviews will be as effective as they would be, or whether in fact uh, we do even want to look at the track record of parliament's committees in interviews because sometimes we have actually, I think, not done the best that we could. But, but let's look at all of these and let's make sure that things work. Um, somebody's mic needs to be muted. Thank you very much. Um, honorable members, are we back together? We That's were good. getting the committee section report. Some questions have been put by members. There has been some responses. Data Frolic was unable to hear what we were saying and therefore is unable to respond. Uh, I think that uh, uh, the Council and Deputy Speaker have tried to come in in those areas. Is there anything else that we need to to cover on the committee section report? Honourable Speaker. Yes, in that It's singular. I just see a message here from Advocate Adhikari that the information requested by the EFF on the CC deadline has been shared on this platform. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, if there is no other comment from members, I'd like to move. The thing, is there any other comment, honorable members? No, ma'am, I don't see a hand. Agree to okay? move, Speaker. 
Is there anybody else? Can we move? Yes, we can. Okay, if we move, we move on to that item on virtual meetings um, for question sessions. Tasso, can you lead us? Thank you, Madam Speaker. Just before I start, Madam Speaker, Chief Whip has said difficulty is connecting, so she's following the meeting from Channel 408. So we'll note her. Okay, we do note that. We are presenting the uh, proposals in the document with the title Proposals in Respect of a Virtual Question Session. Mm. It's been sent to the Honorable Members. Paragraph A um, states what is known uh, already, the sequence of questions. And paragraph B, again, deals with what is already in practice, the clusters. We have five clusters, cluster one, peace and security, two, social services, governance, economics cluster, which is cluster four, and another economics cluster, which is cluster five. I think it's important that we, we read uh, just a paragraph before the details of these clusters that Questions for oral reply by ministers must be dealt with in accordance with this cluster system that I've indicated. The clusters rotate on a weekly basis so that questions relating to each cluster are answered in succession. So you would have cluster one followed by two, by three, and by four. And therefore, if you want to rearrange that, um, ordinarily you would need the House to express a view on the matter. These proposals deal with three scenarios. The one scenario is the seating coordinated from the chamber with the presiding officer and staff in attendance, which is, of course, not applicable in the current uh, setup. The other is with a presiding officer and a limited number of whips and party representatives present in the chamber. And third one, is with all members and presiding officers participating virtually. Uh, I just need to indicate that um, the one with presiding officer and the number of whips and party members in the House, we have seen it, for instance, in the House of Commons, that's how they dealt with it. And we think in the Western Cape legislature, it was the presiding officer uh, from the chamber and the other members were virtual. Paragraph D, we making suggestions here in terms of how supplementary questions could be managed. We give the first option, and we say that that would be a managed or spontaneous approach. One, a managed approach where parties give speaker prior notice of um, who from their parties would, be, would want to ask a supplementary question. Not the question itself, um, but the, na the names of the members who would want to ask a supplementary question. And the speaker would obviously make the determination in, because you can only take four supplementaries on a question. The one is, is by the questioner, and the other are open to any party as the speaker determines. The other option is that you use the mechanism available to members like we have today, where members raise their hand on the side using the technology available. And then the speaker would make a determination in terms of who to recognize. Of course, here we are about 20 or even less members, but the House you're talking, um, 
could be 150, it could be 250, or it could even be 400 members, um, which is the full complement of the NA. Option B, um, here is during a question session, members participate both in virtual sitting for a limited few, uh, strictly adhering to the regulations around social distancing, participate from the chamber. This is the option where you have whips and certain members in the house and they could interact with their members who are um, connected virtually and they would then convey the messages to the presiding officer. So that's the other option. Now, E deals with scheduling and clusters. Before Parliament business was suspended, we were due to take questions um, that relate to cluster three, the governance cluster. That did not happen. Uh, we want to indicate in item two that it takes about 13 days from the question session date to prepare questions. And this process entails giving parties notice that it's, a, it's cluster one or cluster two that is due for questions, submission of questions by the members concerned, editing of those questions, allowing members opportunity to prioritize their questions and publication of the question paper. And therefore we're saying that if we, for instance, we're looking at the week of 11 May, it could work, but with great difficulty, and we would not recommend that we at all because of the time constraint that we would face there. And um, beyond that week, then perhaps one could start talking about a date that could be used. We're just giving that this as an example that it, it really does take time before you can have a question session. And um, we give option A. Of course, these options really came from the Chief Whips Forum. So we have taken them into account. Option A in terms of the system is where you combine two clusters. It could be cluster three and cluster four. We're giving that as an example. So it could be any of the clusters that you combine. Um, and have a question session on those two clusters. Alternatively, that you stick with the clusters, you take a single cluster per week, and maybe as a start, if we do get to that point, that will be advisable so that we can test the system. We don't overload the system with, with many changes. Um, then we were also asked to look at a possible configuration of the clusters. And we have done that. We came up with four clusters. Um, but we do want to really advise against this approach because uh, formulating or grouping clusters or departments into clusters is an involved process which falls within the purview of the rules committee. So you would need a rules committee to meet to decide this matter. And, and we think that uh, going that route might just prolong decision-making on the issue. So, honorable members, Madam Speaker, this is the proposal that we have, we are putting forward. As I say, it's informed by deliberations in the Chief Fuse Forum. And um, at this point in time, from an I I IT perspective, we are still testing the system. We do not have a facility for interpretation yet. Um, we're not quite certain whether it would be Zoom or Microsoft Teams that would be appropriate for this purpose, except to say that Microsoft Teams can take only up to 250 uh, participants. Um, for a question session, maybe that would work, 
But when you get to decision making where you need quorum, um, you, you, you definitely would need possibly more than that, especially when you pass the budget. And therefore, our ICT is busy exploring the two systems, looking at issues of licensing, and I said um, voting mechanisms, um, interpretation facilities. Uh, so that's what we are busy with at the moment. So technically speaking, from an ICT point of view, in principle, yes, but there are questions that must still be answered, that are not yet answered, uh, as I mentioned. Madam Speaker, I will stop at that point. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Honorable members, can we then interact with this uh, input from the Yes, Madam Speaker, Mkalipi. Yes, ma'am, please proceed, Ma'am Kalipi. Thank you very much, Speaker. Yes, indeed, we have. Ma'am Kalipi, proceed. Yes, and indeed, Madam Speaker, we have discussion. Yes, Madam Speaker, do you hear me? Yes. Speaker, yes. Now it's saying that we did have discussion as chief whips on the proposal in respect of a virtual questioning session. And then we also suggested that because cluster three, uh, it has some committees that might not be so necessary now during the COVID. So let us go and check how to um, uh, reconfigurate clusters. So now I just want to get a clarity because I'm hearing Mr. Tasso saying that uh, the um, rules committee needs to come on par and he is strongly advising that we must not uh, uh, consider the possible reconfiguration. And the, the, the question now is to say that since we deliberated on the matter as the chief whips and we all uh, agreed to say that we need those um, portfolio committees, especially ministers that are, are, are very important in terms of COVID. How long does it will take now to consider the rules committee to look at the matter? Secondly, I just want to engage on uh, D, posing supplementary question. Uh, for me, and uh, I think that number one, as D1 or D2, that can work, especially when all political parties are going to indicate to the speaker the names of members who's going to do the follow-up question. So therefore, I just want to understand the practicality of it now. We as political parties, we indicate that uh, these are the members who's going to do the follow-up question. And then how long does the speaker come back to us to say that this is a full list these are the members who's going to participate. And if we go with option two, D2, according to the proposal, if we said that uh, we must use the mechanisms available to them uh, on that one speaker, because if I look at the 250 participants on the day, and you rely on this technology to say that, Madam Speaker, can I do the follow-up? Madam Speaker, I don't think that one can work better. But I think Babu Kaso will also. Yeah, I think we, we do have a problem with the. 
Ma'am Kalipe, we are no longer hearing her. I think it's a problem of network speaker. Yeah. Okay, but, but we did get the gist of what you were putting across to us. Is there any other member who has a comment? Okay. Can I come in, Honorable Speaker? Please do. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Uh, let me also thank Mr. Kessel for his presentation. Indeed, we deliberated, we deliberated on these matters yesterday in the Chief Whips Forum. It was on Tuesday, yes. In the Chief Whips Forum. Honorable Speaker, we agreed on uh, on having this uh, virtual session for the oral uh, question session uh, uh, sitting. We proposed that we can use that, uh, we can have uh, certain members in the chamber, of course, adhering to the regulations as we received also a report by the chief whip and also today the report that uh, there is continuous sanitization of uh, the parliamentary present and also adhering with the health issues of us masks uh, and everything that needed to be to, to help and also adhering to the social distance we can have some members in the chair sitting where political parties will have to submit names uh, to the speaker uh, for those who will be making follow-up questions. We know that we are a multi-party uh, parliament. Of course, all parties will be given an opportunity to participate in that uh, meeting, in, in that sitting for follow-up questions, which will be submitted. We also proposed that uh, we use the Zoom system because it can it, it can connect many people in, in 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 one session, other than this other one, the Microsoft. Uh, members. So those are the issues, Honorable Speaker, that we deliberated upon. We agree with also that the sequencing of questions and also that uh, we know that uh, in the clusters, it's not all committees which have been prioritized to be part of uh, these COVID-19 uh, priority questions. So our take was that uh, those committees which uh, fall within the clusters, uh, when before we we rise, we were supposed to get committee uh, from the governance cluster. Uh, so the committees which are prioritized can be clustered accordingly, so that we have these question sessions uh, on our speaker. Thank you. Thank you very much. I wish to give you the names of members. Yes, yes, please, because I can't see the members from where I am. It's uh, Honorable Mazone. It's uh, uh -huh. Honorable Singh. Uh -huh. Honorable Nkwangwa. Okay. Honorable Moda. Okay. We think it's Honorable Poroto, but we see Huawei. It, we think it's Honorable Boroto and then Honorable Mende. 
and um, then Honorable Frolic and Honorable Tangwini, and um, then the Deputy Speaker. Honorable Julius, also please, my hand was raised. Honorable Julius. Yes, Mahawe. All right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So I must go to Honorable Mazzoni now. Yes, Madam Speaker. In that in that order, we I recommend. Yeah. Honorable Mazzoni. Thank you very much, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, the Zoom system works exceptionally well, but as you can see. Uh, the presiding officer who presides over the particular question session is going to require an assistant, like Mr. Kaso is being uh, an assistant to you, because it's very difficult uh, as the host, especially in a questions and answer session, to keep um, a, a list of people who have their hands up. So we are going to have to look at the practicalities of making sure that uh, the presiding officers on the day have the necessary support staff for them. I also strongly urge us to use the Zoom platform. It is much easier user system than Microsoft Teams. And once once people are into the system and, and are used to working with it, it is, it is far easier. And the connectivity and, and the, the working abilities of Zoom are just on a different level when it comes to uh, the, the practicalities, especially of a questions and answer session. Speaker, I hear the, the argument being made for the hybrid system. Um, and I'm, I'm quite happy with that. There are members that are in Cape Town, and uh, if they are in Cape Town and come to Parliament, uh, I don't see an, an issue with that as long as the social distancing and sanitation is adhered to. Uh, speaker, I would strongly urge, and in fact, I think you should insist, Speaker, that parties given a list of the members who will participate in that particular questions and answer session so that uh, it makes life for the presiding officers much easier because they know exactly which members will be participating in each one of the sessions. So uh, it, it, it makes the handling of questions easier. Um, speaker, if there are members in the House and there are members online, we're going to have to figure out how the system of Parliament runs the duality of having a virtual meeting happening while a physical meeting is happening too. So until we have absolute um, clarity on how and if that's possible, I would suggest that we stick to an online platform only until we know exactly how to run a hybrid system, because I think we've seen some epic fails when it comes to online meetings uh, that, that have happened, especially that are broadcast on TV, which I'm sure we will agree were highly embarrassing. Um, Chair, then in terms of the clusters, I think that we need to urgently meet uh, as the Rules Committee to agree to a change of the clusters. I do think that the COVID-heavy clusters need to be prioritised for their questions and answers because huge amounts of money are being redirected. And uh, quite frankly, the safety uh, of our economy and most importantly, the safety of our citizens is now at stake. So, Chair, I would strongly urge that, that we look at prioritising uh, these clusters as a matter of urgency. Thank you very much, Speaker. Thank you very much. I actually don't think that um, having the hybrid 
I, I couldn't hear that. Speaker, we couldn't hear you. Speakers, um, one is coming. We are losing you. We don't hear you. Because if you look we may have to mute. We may have to mute. To continue seriously. Look at hear me now. Yes. Please proceed, Honorable Thank you, Honorable Speaker. We could we couldn't quite hear you earlier on, but uh, uh, thank you for giving me the platform. Uh, a speaker, uh, we did have a discussion at the Chief Whips Forum, but may I indicate that, uh, you know, there it was a discussion and, and it is this meeting that will take a decision on how we move forward. Uh, as far as the platforms are concerned, uh, you know, I'm not so familiar, but both seem to be okay, uh, except that I read somewhere about Zoom platform and, and uh, secrecy and hacking into it. So that's something that IT must look into, I think, uh, urgently. We don't want uh, material that shouldn't be screened as being screened when questions or whatever is being asked. But having said that, uh, uh, Honorable Speaker, I think, you know, I applied my mind to this together with uh, colleagues from my caucus. And uh, we, we really do not think that the idea of sitting in uh, the House would, would, would be suitable. Uh, because not all of us have members in Cape Town at the moment, and we don't want to pressurize, even if we do have a member there, that particular member to take a serious responsibility. So I would think that if we go for the oral questions, which seems to be a general consensus, that we use this virtual platform, but we manage it very, very well, so that the number of members who enter the platform are restricted, WIPs will have to help us in that regard. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we, are, uh, we approach it on the basis of a, a virtual question session. On the question of clustering, I think it's important that we have the COVID-related uh, cluster first, even if it means delaying the whole question session by a week. Uh, I think it's important that those questions be asked. And uh, with supplementary questions, we can give you the names, we, we can agree it to them in advance, and not everybody has to be on the platform. Just those members who are participating can be on the platform, and the others, if they have an interest, they can listen in on 408, uh, as is usually the case. So, uh, Chairperson, that would be my proposal. We go for the oral questions on a virtual platform and uh, check the platform again and uh, cluster, if we have to, the very, very important uh, committees. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Honorable Thank you very much, Speaker. Uh, option one, a managed approach. And so far, as far as we're concerned as the party, we don't see any problem with the managed approach as long as the reason for it is to ensure that we spread the opportunities as widely as possible so that no political party is disadvantaged, so that you don't have people protesting, saying, I also submitted names. So there must be a certain level of trust in the system to say, say, if you have 10, 15 political parties, that it will be communicated that opportunities are going to be spread widely, so that we don't have follow a system where we say, no, now we are going to go according to proportional strength, because that is usually the weakness of some of the decisions we make in Parliament. The other one has to do with the fact that I think while we, uh, obviously the first question session will most probably have to follow 
the managed approach, number one, option one in order for it to work perfectly because we're still trying to test the system. Uh, I'm sure while we're trying to test the system, we should consider also trying to use the second mechanism where uh, we can try to test the technology and see whether it's going to work, maybe in smaller, smaller question sessions where you're dealing with uh, committee-related issues, where the numbers aren't going to be high. We can explore that. At some point, I think not, uh, um, not in the near future, we have to obviously consider this question of the hybrid system at some point to see whether it would work. But that would depend on the success or, or, or on our ability to actually work effectively with option one and two before we can start introducing the hybrid system. Because we must first master those two before we can see whether or not we can be able to ascertain whether or not we'll be able to work with the hybrid system. That's all I wanted to say. To you. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Good morning, Speaker. Honourable Speaker, and good morning, colleagues. Good to see all of you. Um, if I may just start off with the platform. We, we started with MS Teams last week because Parliament was going to use that, and it seems that Zoom is quite efficient and working very well. What I would like to ask is that if possible that we come to a conclusion in terms of which system and then stick with it because we're going to confu confuse the members out there if we switch then this and then that, but I know the IT people will address that. Then I would like to say that we must understand that COVID-19 is going to be with us for quite a while. It's not a short-term thing. So I would suggest that we should not necessarily rush into changing of systems and procedures. We should really continue with how we are and what we've done in the past in that sense. And I'll come back to that just now. Um, I would personally be in favor of a hybrid system because it will also send a message to the public and our people out there that Parliament is operating and people can see that, even though in a different manner. Um, it's more difficult if it's only in a virtual setting. Um, and I, I'm, I'm keeping abreast of looking at what's happening in the United Kingdom, and I think that kind of hybrid system could, could be effective. I understand that colleagues would like to see that the uh, mostly affected portfolios get preference at this stage, and that question should be done in that sense. I understand that there are many questions, but the point is this. That's exactly why we are prioritizing those portfolios at the moment in terms of portfolio committees. And the questions that we need to be asked, I think, need to be asked in those committee meetings. What we need to do is we need to get the executive to attend those committees and to keep account and be transparent in those committees and they are open for the public on a daily basis when those committees meet at this stage. I would therefore, because it affects the whole proposal of changing the clusters, I would suggest that we keep the clusters as they are, that we get questions going as soon as possible, but in the meantime that we ask that the executive be accountable and ask those questions in those specific committees that we are prioritized. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you very much. The Honourable Porota. Thank you, Speaker. Speaker, let, let me allow the meeting to, to proceed. Can I be passed? Okay. In that case, Honourable Mente. Uh, thank you very much, Speaker. And good morning to everyone. Good morning. Uh, speaker, I think we, we need to appreciate the fact that we are operating in a very different era. And things cannot be normal. In prioritizing saving health, I think it goes without saying that clustering had to be reconfigured in order to prioritize those committees uh, or ministers 
that are dealing with the basic necessities for the health of our people. So I agree with the fact that we must prioritize the COVID-19 ministers. Of course, the sequence will follow after that. And as and when we see fit, then we can rope in any other minister that has to come in. And number two, I see there is a system here of raising hands. So Zoom works much better. We raise hands. I just, just want to find out from Mr. Castle if when we are raising hands, is the sequence of raising the hands showing on his side? Just like it would be showing to you, speaker, and the table staff when we press a talk button in the house. Because in the house, we operate more or less the same like we are right now. So if the sequence is showing on Castle's side in terms of uh, guiding you of who pressed first, I think it will make your work much more easier than to have to sit and uh, sequence names as parties sent to you. Because at the end of the day, we are going to be questioning the biasness of how you came up with the list of names to do follow-up questions. But then if the sequence does not show on the table staff side, you will have to sit with a burden of unbiasedness to list who must ask the, the follow-up question first until you get to the fourth person of all the questions that will be asked on the day. Hybrid system speaker uh, is vehemently disagreed on. Cape Town as we speak, in fact, Western Cape, as we speak, is the epicenter of the virus. Now imagine you have to travel and come to the epicenter and have at least 50 people in the chamber have other people virtually. I don't think that's a good idea and we should not do it. So we must stick to the virtual system. It works much better. We will get used to it. I don't think there is too many hurdles as we speak right now. Many people are using it and or many political parties, I think all of us are having caucuses on the Zoom system. So if political parties can have their caucuses on the Zoom system, what will be difficult for parliament, for all the same members of parliament, to be on the same system for the session. just that the matter will be how do you then prioritize who asks the next question than to have us shouting on screens that I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. I think that's all, uh, Speaker. Thank you very much. Madam Speaker, the next uh, member would be Honorable Julius and followed by Honorable Papo. Could you note me, please, Steve Swart, as well? Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. I'm covered. Thank you. Okay. Honorable Papo should be, first, should be next. Honorable Kwangwa spoke. Oh, I, I thought there was member Frolic and other people before I come. 
Ravi, can you check what happened to speaker? Her, her connection. Can you still not hear me? That's better. You've come up now, speaker. Okay. Can you hear you now, speaker? Yeah, no, it, it went dead for a second or so. And that is the disadvantage of the technology. It is that, in fact, you cannot stay for oodles of oodles of time on it. It does get tired, the systems. So I was saying that Honorable Frolic is noted and Honorable Deputy Speaker, they will be the last to respond. So before them, I deliberately put Honorable Julius and Honorable Ntlangwini. Please. Speaker, we had uh, we had the name of Mr. Papo and uh, Mr. Swart, who also wish Mr. Papo and Mr. Swart and Mr. Swart. Yeah. Okay, if is um, Mr. Julius, he said he's covered. Yes, Madam Speaker, yes. he did say that. Mentlang Winnie, you are covered. No, 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 I'm not covered yet, um, Speaker. Can Can I... And we'll take in the and the Thank you very much, Speaker. Mine is also um, just in agreement with the National Chair of the EFF to say that for now, uh, Honorable Speaker, we don't even know how many members are in Cape Town to allow a hybrid system to take place uh, for the question and answer session. So let's please pursue on the visual um, session and do the question and answer sessions based on the visual sessions and not enforce people to go to parliament and possibly getting sick. Because we know for a fact we're having a lot of old people within parliament system, in the parliament. So then you want those people with immune um, deficiency systems to go to parliament and put them in direct risk of this virus, number one. Number two, the people that are gonna to go to parliament will not only be the 50 members of parliament, possibly you will have to have your support staff as well in parliament. And all of those, uh, um, if we check, how will screening be done? Having all of those people that on that said day to do the questioning and answering sessions. And yet again, putting us uh, into a risk of of contracting this uh, virus uh, going to parliament. So I foresee the, the visual one, uh, honorable speaker, it's a much more effective way. We'll be able to hold ministers to account, especially the ministers that are currently into the COVID, um, um, that is at the heart of the COVID, fighting the COVID and their budgets and uh, so forth are being used um, more aggressively into the fight of COVID. Because we have seen on many platforms, um, Honorable Speaker, that 
we are having, uh, you know, comrades fighting over the current cookie jar to get their hands on this money uh, for the COVID. So we need to find a platform, which is the visual platform to keep these ministers um, accountable um, for the monies that they are getting from the state and from the COVID um, um, solidarity fund. So ours is just to support the visual system and not in support of the hydro uh, system, Honorable Speaker. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Honorable Pope Um, unmute. Unmute. I'm, 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 I'm muted. I just wanted yes, to, under, to understand. I just wanted to understand. Parliament requested to be classified as an emergency sector so that MPs can be able to do their work. Now, emergency sector uh, uh, sectors combine both going to work and doing using technology. I think it may be a problem to have political leaders of the country being afraid to actually be in parliament and expect the rest of the country to or reopen and people go to work whereas we are using virtual. That is going to create a problem because the recommendation to my understanding of Tuesday was that if you have 50 people in the chamber, presiding officers having direct assistance it will give confidence to the country that you are in level four. Uh, this, this fear mongering, which I hear in this meeting, is going to create a big problem whilst we are enjoying a status of being an emergency sector. Politically, it's going to create a lot of problems because currently councillors, MPs and MPLs enjoy that status. But when we come to actually physical engagement using health guidelines, we don't want to test them. We say we should not test sanitizers, we should not test masks, we should just be sitting all over the country, whilst we know also the weaknesses of technology in chairing meetings. I'm just very, very, very concerned about the sentiment and what we are telling the country. The Honorable Swart. Good morning, Madam Speaker. Good morning, sir. I have been part of the meeting audio and now I'm on Zoom and just thank everyone for the messages of support when I was tested positive. I want to support Honorable Vakude and Honorable Papu on the hybrid system. I think that we need to show the nation that we are coming to Parliament. We've heard we can have social distancing. We can show the nation that we are operating and there are challenges with the virtual system. I've been struggling. I, so we could then have a hybrid system. I do think that that is something we need to support so that the nation can at least see that, that there are MPs that are engaging. Can I also just say, as far as the cluster systems are concerned, I do believe we need to prioritize the COVID-19 cluster questions and to enable that put my hand up and I'll press switches here. It's not, doesn't seem to work, but I will learn the process. So Chair, just to say um, greetings from my side and that I do support the hybrid system. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you very much. We're very happy to see you in, in good health. 
Um, Honorable Frolik, you are next. No, thank you, Madam Speaker. There's just a few issues that I want to speak to. And the first is the issue of the systems that we are currently using, MS Teams versus the Zoom. While Zoom is better, it's by no way perfect. We realize that, especially when you want to make secure connections and when you want to ensure that the system cannot be hacked, like happened when the uh, Minister of Women uh, were dealing with stakeholders and all of a sudden there were pornography that was included there. Those security concerns will remain there. And the ICT staff is busy discussing it with Zoom Africa to see how we can get a more secure connection. The worst possible thing, Speaker, if we rush into questions now that can happen is, is that we have a sitting of the National Assembly, whether it's a hybrid system or whatever, it doesn't matter. And the public out there see the flaws that are in the system. I'm getting a lot of feedback from members of the public and also certain organizations, for instance, on the posture of members, the quality of the feet. We could hear the other evening when the Minister of Health was giving a very important briefing to the nation that the systems were not quite in place. And it portrays then the National Assembly in this instance in a particular way. So I think the ICT uh, team will continue working with Zoom and they must report back to speaker so that we can see that these concerns that we have, which are very real of a security nature, are resolved. Secondly, speaker, the um, rules of committee, of course, will have to be convened to have a proper discussion on this matter that we are having now so that we are very clear in terms of what is allowed and don't experience problems when such a session eventually happens with the interpretation of the rules. And then before we um, suspended business speaker, there was a program that was available for this particular term. And maybe Mr. Caso can assist us to say that in terms of the month of May, exactly when was the next question session due so that we can do the necessary preparations and take that into account, do the necessary preparations to ensure that when we eventually have the uh, virtual question session that everything are in place. Um, there are certain deadlines around these questions and political parties will have to be informed timelessly after the rules committee have agreed to this, uh, uh, whatever format we are going to use, that these questions must be processed properly. I agree with the Honorable Mulder, it must go through the processes that are usually there and we should not shortcut our own processes while we are trying to address a very serious matter in the country. Thank you very much. Thank you. Deputy Speaker. Can I come in, Honorable Speaker? My hand was up. Um, is that Mela Kude? Yes. Yes. Uh, you yes, can mute yourself, ma'am. You... Oh, I didn't... <laughs> okay. Please come in before Deputy Speaker. Uh, thank you, Honorable Speaker. I just want to to say to this meeting, on Tuesday, when the Chief Whip was rounding up what we all uh, said in that meeting, no one had a problem with some members meeting in the House with the necessary health issues being attended to 
and that we adhere to the regulation of not having more than 50 members in that house so that the presiding officers can get the necessary assistance. So no one had a problem with that. No one indicated that their members uh, are not in Cape Town. Still, all of us, we are not in Cape Town, but there are those on a daily basis. For example, our chief whip is in Cape Town and some members of our party are in Cape Town. We did this in our caucus. We met while they were in the chamber, in the old assembly chamber. So the same can happen. Some of us who are not there physically, we can still connect virtually. So that is the proposal, so that our presiding officers can also get the necessary support. Not everyone to travel to Cape Town, but we said on Tuesday, those who are in Cape Town can be part of the city. So, because... Uh, even yesterday, Honorable Speaker, in in the briefing that was given by, uh, I just I'm just citing an example of what Honorable Hope Papa was saying now. In that briefing of the basic education, a decision of grade twelve learners going and grade seven learners going back to school was mentioned. So now, as honourable members of parliament, we, 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 we are saying, Tina, we can't go back to the chamber. We are not saying everyone must travel to Cape Town, but we are doing this in portions until we are able to, to sit in that house, all of us. So what kind of an example are we setting if we said it is dangerous? Meanwhile, we have been assured by the acting secretary of parliament that sanitization is taking place every day in that uh, in that parliament and all the health the health uh, regulations are being taken care of so why are we afraid meanwhile we are saying our children must go back to school on the 6th of may so i'm just uh, trying to say honorable members let's be let us be leaders we are part of the essential duties. Those who are in Cape Town, if we are not in Cape Town, we can still uh, participate via the virtual uh, connection. So that is what I wanted to emphasize on Google Speaker. Thank you. Honorable Deputy Speaker, you are the last person on this matter. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Um, I, I, I hear members and what they are saying, and what is emerging for me is that I'd like to explicitly agree with Honorable Kwankwa and Honorable Melder and other members as well in a different way. Uh, because essentially what we are saying is that uh, oversight is necessary, questions must be posed to the executive. But what I agree with those is that uh, we must continue with the system as it is now. In other words, committees that are prioritized meeting to ask questions these questions to the appropriate people who are doing this work on the ground. And the reason we preferred that approach from the onset was so that every member of each committee, in other words, from across political party, be involved. If we, if we uh, minimize the numbers of people who are involved in that issue, we then underestimate the possibility of informing and increasing the numbers of people who are involved in the direct process uh, from each of the committees. I would suggest that 
uh, we take that approach that for now we continue with the committees and insist they meet and interact with those ministries for those questions to be posed and responded to them. That the complexities that have been described, both technically and, and otherwise, uh, should then allow us to go and consider how we can facilitate uh, what members would like to see, including considering proposals for whether we, 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 we uh, in what form do we cluster these questions, uh, but not allow them not to be asked now. They can be done so now in committee as prioritized, and then come back to go and consider. Because I think this issue also speaks to the other element of the plenary sessions. Today is questions. We must also consider other matters that will require plenary meetings and so that we can bring to the meeting, the programming committee, a completer version of in what form are we going to deal with plenaries going on, including this matter. But without saying that the question should not be posed, that would be inappropriate. So, Madam Speaker, that's my view on the matter. I, I recommend that uh, we not necessarily finalize uh, the, uh, uh, the manner in which we are going to use the hybrid system. It, it can work, but we have to consider other factors in doing so. We are a multi-party. There are 14 parties. How do we facilitate that? In the small number that meets, we have adequate cross-reference of political parties in there as well. Uh, right now, I don't think we are in a position to do that effectively because of the current condition. So I would plead with members that we go with a view that says, let's continue and insist these questions be asked in the manner that they are coming, but uh, through committees that are meeting and ministers be requested to be present and to respond to them and their responses be made available to every member uh, once this is done. Thanks, Madam Speaker. Speaker. Thank you. I'm sorry. Is that, is that voice? Yes, yes, Speaker. And may I just say something before you, I, before you respond? Yes. You see, I think the two options, and I think we, uh, in essence, the way I'm picking up the discussion is that we're not necessarily disagreeing on these issues. Yes. Because when I listen to speakers, uh, to, to honorable members and what they are saying, indeed they are saying through their inputs that the two options aren't mutually exclusive. It's a timing issue, right? Mm. So it has to be a gradual approach. It means Parliament has to take very careful and considered steps in how it implements the hybrid system. So I want to make a recommendation and to say that what we do for now, because we've, we've just introduced the visual system or setting for questions, we need to be sure about how that works. We need to understand it in and out before we can move towards saying we're going to implement the hybrid system. Perhaps what the resolution of the meeting should be is that Parliament for now will continue using or is going to trial these visual settings for question sessions. But in the meantime, we'll also explore the possibility of introducing a hybrid system as and when the need arises or when it's possible to do so. Because indeed, we can't afford to hide away. We can't afford to say people, Honorable Hope Papu, in fact, is quite correct in saying, who are saying the situation in the country has to, at some point, get to a, to, to a situation that is as close to normal as possible. And Parliament must be seen to be taking steps to try and do the same as well. Thank you, Speaker.
Thank you very much. In um, fact, you are summarizing the way I thought I heard the discussions. Without saying... Steve Swatcher, one short comment. Steve Swatcher. Yes, please. Before Mr. Swatcher, speaker, I just need to clarify there are two other hands that are up. Yes. Dr. Kornoff and Honorable um, CBC. I see Mr. Singh's hand also up. I don't know if it is... Honorable CBC. And Dr. Kornoff. Okay. Uh, Dr. Kornoff and Honorable CBC in that order. Who's coming first? I was giving Dr. Kuronov and then Mr. Smithy. And Mr. Swart? Mr. Swart, the last. I don't know how it's also up. Uh, is that a man? I see Honorable Mante um, is her hand up. So I don't know if, but I thought I was hearing Honorable uh, members, um, uh, let's agree that this will be the last group to discuss. Mkalipi. Because we're going round and round by Mr. Nkwankwa. It's not far from what you are discussing. Uh, Dr. Kwerenov, please. Thank you, uh, Speaker. I think the meeting is coming to a conclusion. Um, first of all, the Chief Whips Forum decided and they recommended that we identify 16 portfolio committees as a priority committees at least for the foreseeable future. That's the first one. Secondly, the Chief Whips also agreed that the program of Parliament, to which item we will come later, we focus on a week-to-week -week basis. So we plan, we just plan for this week that will end tomorrow or today. And I think more or less it went quite well with various political uh, portfolio committee meetings. So the focus will be on, on the next week, what will happen the first week in May, and we can start to look at the portfolio committee meetings for the following week. Um, thirdly, I think we must send the message out to the public, Parliament is open, we are functioning. And, whether, and I think we should allow members to go to Parliament uh, within the rules, uh, less than 50, but Parliament is functioning, and we, we should not shy away that from, 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 from that fact. And, and lastly, we witnessed the uh, various uh, portfolio committee meetings that were conducted this week, and I think there is room for improvement. Uh, let us allow IT to sort out the problem before we go to a, a virtual question session with, uh, and clusters or um, whatever proposal we want to make. It's a learning curve. Let us perfect it. And, and when we're ready to go for the virtual question session, at that point in time, we get together, we arrange, and we say, we go. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Smith? Thank you, Madam Speaker. Yeah, we can see the feeling of all the majority of the members about the issue of hybrid system. But I think as leaders, we should start now to lead by example. We cannot say our school kids should go back to school when we don't trust the issue of masks and sanitizing. So if possible, let us see how better the issue of hybrid system could work for us. Because in this case, we, we should show the public that we trust what we are saying. So we cannot say one other thing and yet 
we are saying it is not safe for some members of parliament to be there, even to practice that social distancing. So I am in full support that if all goes well, then we need to support the issue of hybrid system while we are also uh, on virtual meetings. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Uh, Thank you, Speaker. Um, just to the, the issue about asking questions in committee meetings has been a challenge because of limited time. I would urge Parliament to give more time for the committee meetings. Two hours is not enough. The Justice Committee yesterday only had two hours. The Minister had to leave after one hour. So if we're going to adopt the approach that most of the questioning will be in the committee time, Parliament needs to look at giving more time per committee. The excuse given yesterday was because it's been live streamed, the Justice Committee, which includes correctional services, could only have two hours. So I would urge us that we have more time for that. And then again, to just endorse that at the moment, we are considering moving to a virtual system. So as far as I'm concerned, as Parliament, we should be operating physically as much as possible to, and the illustration of the school children is for me very positive, and I think we should, as, uh, as soon as possible, introduce that we have some physical presence in Parliament, obviously considering the needs, and I'm speaking from personal experience now, of the needs of social distancing and sanitization. But we need to appreciate that, hopefully, and we pray that it won't happen, but many people might pick up this virus, but we can't have fear determining, and Parliament, as Mr. Kurnoff said, is operating. So we welcome that, just to conclude with those words. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you. Uh, Memento, you are the last, absolutely last. We can't yeah. spend the whole day discussing this. Memento, you are the last? Yeah, thank you very much, Speaker. Now, Speaker, I think we need to be very careful. And for us to be taking, some of us to be taking populist approach is going to be very dangerous. We cannot be populist about a virus that scientifically has shown that it's very serious than how we think it is. We are not flattening the curve. I will go to parliament as a member of parliament. I come home to a mother who's 70 years plus. I infect her, she dies. What next? And we never said kids must go to school. It was a proposal. Why are we taking such populist approaches? It was a proposal, and a proposal that they have to go back and look or uh, be on the drawing board to see what are the measures that they can put in place, because we cannot send kids to the front line of the war. This is a war. We are fighting something that we all don't see. And the virus right now is rising. Just yesterday, we received more than 400, almost 400 plus new cases of the virus, yet we want to spread it much further. Yeah, we agree that Parliament is sanitized and all, but the people that are going there are going to go back to families. It's not the populist. It's not that parliamentarians are scared of the virus. We have not found a mechanism to deal with it. Let's deal with that. Thank you. Thank you. Honorable members, can we summarize what you have been saying? You have said that one, we must go virtual. We must make sure that the systems, the two platforms that we have at our disposal, we are sure of. We must make sure that there are no glitches. We must make sure that members have enough time on those. And the 
coverage is, is perfect and it doesn't hold any surprises. We've also then spent a lot of time debating whether it is hybrid or not. Can be hybrid. On two, you could have a small meeting isolated um, with a sitting in the house of those numbers of people with social distancing being built. Where we confuse things is that we are saying simultaneously as people, other people are in their houses, there must also be a group sitting in the chain. I would suggest that we take one step at a time. Start off in perfecting the system that we have of virtual meetings, wherever we are. Then when you go into a sitting which also will be beamed, but will have members in the house and a presiding officer, you can do that. And then at a later stage, see if you can then mix the two. Because, because one of the things that we must be aware of is that, yes, when we closed business, we said we were suspending our parliament because there was a pandemic. Now, it means that as we go back in, we also said as parliament, we will respect the rules of the lockdown. We are still going to respect the rules of the lockdown. So we we must not be talking at each other like all of us do not want to do what we want to do. And that is to hold the executive to account. You've also discussed that the 19 ministers who are directly involved in the command of this pandemic are the ones that we should prioritize in, whether it is in clustering the question sessions or in the committee meetings. We are very satisfied so far with the quality of the interactions with the committees sitting with ministers. I hear Mr. Swart saying the time is too small. But our experience as presiding officers is that after two hours, the systems start collapsing. That's the first thing. Secondly, Mr. Swart, it might be difficult, and I don't want to protect the executive, but it might be difficult for a committee, portfolio committee meeting, to continue for four hours as though there is no other business that demands the attention of a minister out there. So perhaps what we should be doing is negotiate our times. You have an example of a minister, if I'm not wrong, the Minister of Trade and Industry, who agreed to a meeting, couldn't make it because they were pressing things, came back to the committee and said, can we extend? Can we postpone? And finally just had to explain to us, guys, I cannot be available because I cannot send a deputy minister to represent me into that structure. So there are permutations that we must be alive to. What we are saying, all of us in our different voices and opinions, is that we want to hold the executive to account, we want to make sure that the public is not robbed. We want to make sure that all the responsibilities of the executive towards the public are carried out and carried out cleanly. We want to make sure that our people are protected. And I think that is what I am picking up. All these other things, honorable members, it's not going to help us. Because what we need to do is make sure that we ourselves obey the regulations but also make sure that within those regulations, our people are properly protected. What we need to be cracking the whip on, Dr. Frolik and Deputy Speaker, is 
the quality of interactions of the portfolio committees when they interact with the ministers. Are we able to put the right questions that are pressing, that show that we actually know our story? This discussion which ensued, for instance, on basic education and the kids going back to school, did the portfolio committee actually just get the briefing or did they actually ask for the reasons why the opinions of other people are not taken into consideration? I'm saying that parliament must be robust in asking the questions, in following up on the questions, in making sure that the executive is also given the, uh, the, the, the enough space to work because if we keep them into the meetings or if we have the sweetheart questions in the meetings, we're also not helping ourselves. So I'm saying let's look at that hybrid system, but let us start off by cleaning up the, the virtual system. Let us make sure that when we are in the virtual system, the quality is good. We can reach, everybody gets enough time, the system works. So that when you now mix the two systems, you actually have worked out with it. Let us deal with the issues of security, which are risk. I know that a lot of speakers across the world are still saying we're not going Zoom. Um, and, and so let us look at it. How do we fix the system that, we, that will enable us to do our work? So I want to say that uh, we should not degenerate, honorable members, in now fighting about whether if we are physically in the chamber, we, 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 we are not cowards, or if we are somewhere else, we are not cowards, because what we need to do is do what will save South Africa at this moment. And I think that those members who are in close proximity and we can do so safely to Parliament, let's not fight about it. But let's make sure that the members, as they come in, uh, that screening that you did on the first week, let us do it. So that if there is a question of a member, even if we are going to social distance within the chamber, that member who could come compromise uh, is excluded on the basis that it is for this member and for the rest of the group's sake. So I don't think we are too far apart. I think we are just talking at things that we should systematically correct um, and then introduce so that we all find one another and we all unite against COVID-19, not against ourselves. We must not allow this thing to further de 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 uh, destabilize the little cohesion that we are trying to build as parliament. Honorable members, I think that, therefore that we should commit that Paso and make our to come back within 48 hours and say, this is how we are seeing things. This is how we think that the next virtual meeting can proceed. This is how far we are going. There was a proposal from Castle of, of possible dates for the first trial session of virtual uh, questions to the ministers. Let us go hone in. The, the direction from the members is that we prioritize that, the, the, the COVID-19 uh, ministers so that we, 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 we cluster the Other members have said, look, this cluster was supposed to be the next one. Let us go back and look at all that so that we are coherent in our approach and we can do what we have been elected to do. And, and of course, we should not say to any member, you can't go to parliament if they are willing, they are free, they actually 
they should feel safe within the precinct of parliament to continue to do their work. So I don't see us um, at each other at all. All I see is a systematic integration of the system so that we can work. Honorable members, can we step off this item? Yes, Speaker, except that when the council and the acting secretary come back with those things that we are proposing, they must also not forget to uh, clarify the issue of D1 and D2. You remember I asked yes. those questions, the practicality yes. of it. Yes, yes, yes. Honorable Chief. Um, and uh, can you, what are you? Let's sing. Yes, Honorable Speaker, no, no, uh, we would support your Hambagasha approach. Uh, nobody is afraid of anything here, uh, and we mustn't create that impression that we are afraid to meet. Uh, but also, having said that, not all of us as political parties agree on the school's yes. approach. I think we need to put that on record. But uh, I will support exactly what you've said. Let's hold the executive to account and let's start moving forward with a system. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can we then move, honourable members, um, to the next item on the agenda? And the next item on the agenda is the draft program. Uh, thanks, honourable speaker. Uh, in terms of the draft program, um, there has been a proposal for adjustments, um, like um, Dr. Kuranov has actually indicated, uh, that the adjustments are in response to limitations as mitigated by COVID-19 uh, lockdown, uh, which therefore would then mean that um, as we present the program, we, we are trying to actually do it week by week because it's business unusual. Uh, so basically, the framework remains the same. Uh, though implication in terms of recess period, we still need to look at it and be alive and conscious to it. We need to be alive also and conscious to what will then happen when there is need for adoption of, um, of business in terms of plenary. Um, looking at the program, for, we are now on week 11. Yes. Uh, it's Thursday the 30th and we're busy with business that we are doing. But like it has already been said in the discussions, there are 16 committees that have been prioritized for addressing COVID-19 matters. So basically for this week that is almost ending and the next week, focus continues to be on COVID-19 uh, committees. Uh, which means for Monday, the 4th of May to uh, the 1st of, uh, for Monday, Monday, the 4th of May, there will be one uh, committee on the week, that is week 12. There'll be one uh, um, meeting on the 4th of May. On Tuesday, the 15th of May, there'll be seven meetings. On Wednesday, the 6th of May, there will be two meetings. On Thursday, the 7th of May, there will be three meetings. On Friday, the 8th of May, there will there'll be one meeting. And on week 13, Monday, the 11th of May, uh, we will actually have um, 
I think it's one meeting, and then week 14, that stretches from uh, the 18th to the 22nd of May, um, will still continue to be meetings that we are not actually sure as to whether it will the meetings will be still attending to only committees that have got to do with COVID-19 or we will have introduced business that has got to do with the parliament strategic plan and um, for for, for uh, government departments which is something that is important that we're supposed to be addressing including uh, the budget uh, votes that are still coming. So this, the, the weeks that are to follow, that is week 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18, would actually be weeks that would actually be adjusted as we move on, also taking into consideration business of parliament that still needs to be finalized. Um, I thank you, Honorable Speaker. Thank you, ma'am. Honorable members, the floor is open. Honorable Speaker. Honorable Singh. Yeah, thank you very much. I don't know if I'm looking at the wrong uh, uh, draft program, but the one I got is the 28th of April in front of me here. And next week is, is there are departmental strategic plan meetings that have been scheduled. But I heard Honorable Machaka saying it's COVID-related meetings. Now, I know I received notice for a meeting as well for next week for a departmental strategic plan meeting. So can we just correct that, please? Um, thank you, Honorable Speaker. Uh, the, the program was finalized only late last night. Um, I think the program was actually put on the screen. What I would actually- The draft program. The, the draft program, yes. It was actually finalized last night after the requests from the, uh, the Chief Whips Forum. Because what the Chief Whips Forum did was to actually ask that we include the committees in the program, uh, seeing that we don't have normal business of parliament. And we are quite confident that by bringing in what traditionally is not put into the program wouldn't actually clutter the program. So it, it's just measures that I actually put in place for experiency during this time of uh, a lockdown. And uh, maybe when we move back to normal business, then we will actually just leave the committees out like we used to. We we'll just mention that there are committees without really stipulating as to which committees will be sitting. So for now, because with the Chief Whip's uh, forum discussion, what actually happened is that then members would actually find it difficult to actually manage to have information together uh, convenient uh, to discuss. Uh, but for, for the response to Honorable Singh is to say that this program that I've just been, uh, presented was actually finalized late last night. So the one that you've got is, is the one that does not have the committees on Honorable Singh. Yes, Speaker. Thanks very much for the presentation of Speaker, please, before Honorable Frolic, because I want to hear a, a comment from him or from yourself. We raised this thing in the Chiefs Forum, and I think uh, Honorable Swart has touched on it as well, about this two hours meeting that uh, now it's, it's a rule. <clears throat> Speaker, I heard some of your comments regarding to that, but also 
we wanted to get a clarity in terms of sometimes it's not about two hours has been spent. It's about late start of the meeting. For instance, the COCTA meeting on Tuesday is started eight hours, uh, whereas we started very late. So we raised this thing in the chief's forum to say, let us look at the matter because at, the, at, at some point, uh, it does not serve the purpose of going to those meetings while we have to listen to the presentation from the department. When it's time for members to engage, the time is over. Thank you. Thank you. Speaker, Speaker, may, I, may I give a list member of the members who have raised their hands? Okay. It's, Honorable Mukalibi has spoken, then we have Dr. Mulder, then we have uh, Ms. Mazzoni, we then have Mr. Papo, and uh, Mr. Frolic. Um, yes, that's the list I have. In that order, okay. That's the order for now. So we immediately go to Honorable Mulder. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Um, the program that I received is the updated one and indicates the different meetings of the different portfolio committees. The question I would like just to put on the table is this, it's, 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 we haven't done that in the past. Portfolio committees and the details of the meetings and the times has never been part of the program. That's part of the order paper and the list in terms of committees. And I would just warn that it, I don't think program committee should keep itself busy with agreeing on the times of committees. That's something that should be sorted out between the portfolio committees and the House of Chairs, uh, the, chair of House, uh, the chair of chairs in that sense. Um, if I come to the details of the program, I see, for example, on next week for the 7th, on Thursday the 7th, we've indicated as we've requested the caucuses to be made part of the program. But then if you just look underneath, when it comes to committees, at the same time, caucuses are supposed to start at 10, but then there are provision for a committee on, on, on defense and military veterans. So there's immediately a clash. I just... I'm not sure if we should put the committee details in the program, and as far as I'm concerned, it's not for us to decide on those details. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, the Honourable Mazzoni. Thank you very much, Speaker. Speaker, I agree with Honourable Mulder. I don't think that uh, we should be making these decisions on behalf of the portfolio committees. I would also like to say that I think that we have, we have an issue with uh, committees uh, not preparing adequately, and, and by committees I mean the actual, uh, the, the administration of committees, not preparing adequately before the start of the meeting. So this morning, this meeting started at 8.30, and the admin staff made sure that everyone was online and everyone could see each other, etc., etc. and at 9 o'clock, Speaker, you started the meeting. And I think we have to insist that this is what happens uh, before the other meetings, because to hang around and to wait for hours while, while things like uh, the setup takes place, I, I don't think that's okay. Then uh, I, I think also, Speaker, what we need to look at very carefully uh, going forward is that... Um, we adhere very strictly to the fact that we are in the work environment. So I, I would hasten to ask, uh, and obviously Parliament uh, relies on the whips to do this, uh, that parties remind their members that although we are operating from our homes and from an environment that is outside of the normal working environment, a Zoom platform on Parliament is still a, an official meeting of Parliament. It is just done in a different format. So the rules of Parliament remain the same uh, and, and your conduct uh, that happens in Parliament uh, should remain the same too. And even in this meeting, 
meeting speaker. We've had a, an instance where people are, sh are shouting over each other, where we're not waiting for Mr. Castle to tell you who has raised their hands. So I think that just because we're on a, on a virtual platform doesn't mean that we must forget the, the actual rules of Parliament going forward. Um, then, Speaker, very importantly, Minister Tito Mbaweni announced that obviously he would have to table an emergency budget. Do we have any idea uh, when we can expect that emergency budget to be tabled? Because obviously parties need to start looking at preparations for that emergency budget. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. The Honourable Parker? Honourable Papo. Uh, I was just saying, because we are uh, Parliament is part of emergency services, will it, it, will it be a violation of the regulations for a portfolio committee to meet in Cape Town? Because for me, that's very central. The issue that we requested to be part of essential services and the fact that if we are under 50, we can actually, uh, we are at work, we can meet. So I just wanted to get clarity on that because the issue of the summary you made on hybrid and uh, live meetings is very, very important even for portfolio committees. Uh, my quick response, Dr. Papo, is that it will not be for as long as that meeting falls within the regulations. That is, if you can get your members to travel, if they are portfolio committee members are not all in Cape Town, then you would still have to make an arrangement for those that are not physically there to be part of that committee so that you can then take a, 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 a binding decision as a committee. But I don't think that, that we, we would say um, members who happen to be in Cape Town belonging to a particular committee and can, because when decisions are taken, remember there are rules that must be taken. So I would say that, yes, members can meet, um, members who are there can meet, but you do so under the strict regulations of this COVID-19. So that we, we don't want to do the right thing on the one side and then transgress on the other. So if the members are around Cape Town and they can correct, let them go ahead. But we, I think that what members are saying is that we must not force members who feel they, they might not be health-wise, be in a position where they want to go there physically. We must not force them. But those members, as Ms. Mazzoni says, we have a responsibility to ensure that the rules are respected. The rules governing the sitting of the meetings, whether they are portfolios, whether they are plenaries, are, are respected. So yes, I would say in a very long-winded way, sir, we can have committees sitting, but no member of parliament, I think, in the circumstances, must feel coerced to go and sit against their will. Because then we will be, again now, creating another problem that we do not want to do. And that member who feels that they will be compromising their health has the option to have the visual. Um, I think the last, the last, last name Ma'am, we, we did have Mr. Frolic as the last one, but subsequently, um, Ms. Trangwini and Mr. Nkwangwa raised their hands. Okay, can they go in that order? 
Thanks, Chair. Um, no, Speaker, I think you have covered me in, in, in the part of uh, not enforcing members um, to come to Parliament. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm totally uh, covered on, on that part, Speaker. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, no, Speaker, you covered me in your in your in your summary. I'm covered. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And Dr. No, thank you, Honourable Speaker. Thank you, um, Honourable Members. Just a response, Speaker, to say that before we started the virtual meetings, we prepared a guideline for chairpersons on how to conduct these meetings, and one of it entails that there must be a preparation session before the actual meeting takes place that all members are part of, so that they know. The basic rules that should be adhered to, and it is the rules of Parliament that we, of the National Assembly in this instance, that we are operating under. I will once again distribute those guidelines to the chairpersons and also to all members of the programming committee and the chief of forum so that we can see exactly what is in there. It is unacceptable, of course, for these meetings to start late. One of the reasons why we uh, want committees to be punctual is, is because. Uh, the meetings are being live streamed on YouTube and it does not send out a good image of the National Assembly and Parliament if we start meetings late and you have these long-winded presentations from the officials who come there. Part of the guidelines was to say to chairpersons, all documentation or presentations must be distributed to the members before the meeting takes place. So it's not necessary to go slide by slide through all the presentations that are there and chairpersons must manage this process and we will um, remind them of their responsibilities, uh, Honourable Speaker. I agree with the Honourable Mulder, the Speaker. We have never ever included the details of committees on the programme for the simple reason that new uh, committees are added all the time. Some committees are now also requesting due to the two-hour constraint that they have to meet in the evening and also over weekends. And we are going to grant that permission. We don't want our colleagues to be confused with what is presented in the programming committee in terms of information of committees. On a daily basis, we distribute the updated list of committee meetings, starting times, meetings that will start later, etc., um, to all the members of the Chief Works Forum. And I will ask that list also to be then the mailing list to be increased to include all the members of the programming committee who are not part of the Chief Works Forum. So I would propose, Speaker, in order for me to execute my responsibilities in terms of the rules of the National Assembly, that we do not include the details of committee meetings on the parliamentary program because it will cause confusion. The issue that the Honorable Mazzoni has raised is uh, it's, it's correct that um, the preparations and the ICT teams, they are listening in, they must take into account that they do the preparations beforehand. And all the documents that must be uploaded, like we see it today, is made available before the meeting and that they are ready to execute at the time when the meeting starts. And of course, it is a work environment. There has been a few instances, honorable members, where you could clearly see that members of certain committees are not properly prepared the way they are attired and also the environment in which they're in. You hear still children in the background at times. We love children, Honorable Speaker, but not during the committee time because it causes a distraction. You hear some dogs barking and cats in the background. 
So all of those things must be excluded. I once again want to repeat, Speaker, that these meetings are being live streamed. And there are also other, part, not participants, observers listening into these meetings, and they can see what we do. And if a member, for whatever reason, decide not to abide by these rules, we're going to ask the chairpersons to, to mute that member and also to cut off the screen of that member so that we are not exposed to these distractions that are there. Two hours is valuable time. And the honorable speaker is correct. After two hours, the connectivity problem steps in, and also a lot of the members are distracted where they simply leave the meeting to go and do something else. And at the end of the meeting, they come back to sit in again, and then they raise issues that was covered in the meeting already. So all of those matters, we will pay constant attention to speaker. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We are an example today, honorable members. We usually take less than 30 minutes on our programming meeting. Today we have taken two and a half hours. That in itself tells you that we still have to do a lot to get used to the technology. So for Speaker, yeah, it's frozen. I think speakers cut off. Sure. Maybe the speaker will yeah, I'm ready. Which shows the limitations of technology. I'm <laughs> ready. Are you back, Madam Speaker? <laughs> Uh, uh, even in the best of times, this happens even during meetings. Uh, we can be ill-disposed and someone else must step in and do the work. It's not just technology that they hope. Deputy Speaker, I think we were almost towards the end of the meeting. And uh, yes, I, but, I suggest uh, we round up. Yeah, I was hoping that uh, Madam Speaker would be here. She was making an important point that this meeting is an example of what not to do. Uh, but uh, the circumstances are such that perhaps, having learned from this one, we should not allow the same thing to happen in other meetings, that it's part of the, the development of use of technology. Once uh, we are okay, as many of us as is possible, uh, we will have generally a smooth uh, majority of meetings end up operating smoothly and so on. So I think so So have we as well. Is there any other matter, uh, honorable uh, uh, members, that we are leaving out, that we haven't finalized, that we should? Deputy Speaker. On the program. Yes. We're done with the program, right? Deputy Speaker. You... Yes, yes. Deputy Speaker. Uh, that also, yes. 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 clarify two things. Yes. 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 Yeah. Our understanding is that in the month of May, committees will be dealing with both the budget and COVID-19 issues. When I say the budget, I include the strategic plans of the departments. Another question was asked about the um, adjustment budget that was uh, announced or indicated by the minister 
possibly. My information is that the adjustment uh, appropriation bill is likely to come after we have passed the main appropriation bill. At least that's the information I have at the moment. So for now, the focus is on the current appropriation bill and the Division of Revenue bill, which is currently before the NCOP. Thank you, Deputy Speaker. Okay, thank you very much. I guess that clarifies things that in, in terms of the focus of the next month, that's broadly what you are suggesting there. And I, I suggest that in the in the in the materials you are going to send to members present in this meeting, is that clarification so that there is a sense, even if we say from week to week we'll be looking at things, but broadly speaking, those are the two focus areas. Uh, thank you very much, members. Uh, we Deputy are glad to be able to make. Yes, yeah. Uh, I was actually uh, disconnected. Um, I'm back now. Um, okay, we, we've, we've almost closed, ma'am. Um, okay. uh, no, uh, that quiet my attention. Honorable uh, Singh, you wanted to Deputy say something? Yeah, may, may I appeal to the Secretariat to try and put our decisions together as quickly as they could? so that when we have our caucus meetings, we, we, we tell them exactly what we have decided upon at this particular meeting. It's an appeal yes. from my side. This Thank is, you. Yeah. No, it is partly because of that that I was suggesting that what Dadet uh, Kaso just explained now uh, gives a, a, a broad framework of what's going to be happening next week, in addition to what we said uh, earlier on. So, Honorable China will get that uh, from Honorable Castle. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you very Thank much. You. No, no, no. Deputy Speaker. Yes. Who's Deputy that? Deputy Speaker, no. That's Broto. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes. Uh, we usually have the last item on announcement and so on. Oh. Uh, can okay. you hear me? Yes, I can hear can you. Can you hear go me? Ahead. What's the. No, go ahead. I okay. Go ahead. Uh, I, I know you can't see me here, but I will just speak. Uh, on deputy, yes, thank you very much. Deputy Speaker, I just want to say that yesterday the the Minister of Culture, Honorable Nkosazana Zuma, announced a once-off uh, permission to travel to pro, uh, pro, across provinces. And uh, I think this opportunity can be used by Parliament to allow those members that uh, would want to be maybe physically in Cape Town, uh, where Parliament is to do so. Uh, taking into account that uh, we can also have uh, protective ways, the way they can arrange it so that members reach the destination very carefully, uh, protected and with all those uh, regulations adhered to. I just wanted to say that because we have been talking about introducing hybrid after, after virtual, but I think that is an opportunity. I know that all the flights have been uh, uh, grounded for now, but uh, something can be done to assist uh, that me those members who would uh, physically be able to be in Cape Town to do so across board across uh, the provinces. That's just a suggestion yeah. on, the, on my last part. Thank you, Deputy Speaker. Okay. No, thank you very much. Uh, but uh, the the minister also explain that this is not an opportunity for up and down as we normally do a, yes. as MP, yes. for example. So uh, yes. it we will probably great. be difficult for that to happen if it were to happen because people often come and want to go back and so on. 
So, but thank you for letting us to that information. Members can use it for uh, whoever else who needs to understand it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Deputy right. Speaker. Yes. The announcement which Member Roto is making was might be linked to what the Chief Whips Forum said. The the issue of members who have there, there's an issue which was raised. Members who left their cars at airports and things like that. That thing was raised with the uh, admin uh, of parliament to look at and they should follow up so that if that can be the opportunity used where members will want to be located in that space clear things so that because the lockdown may take long and for me the issue that we are part of essential services should always be part of at the back of our mind we should lead with that in mind uh, thank you honorable members the meeting is adjourned thank you Thank you. Thank you, Chen. Thank you, colleagues. Thank you very much, colleagues. Bye, 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 members. Bye, deputy speaker. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye, Natasha. Bye, bye. Bye-bye, Comrade Deputy Speaker. Eh, eh, Jadin Tombella. Eh, Luena, Ube, Yuelu, Huena. Eh, Rale, Wanda. Eh, Tanki. Hoto. Ayate. Makwa, Larry, None. Varas, Voter, Voter, Vena. Where's Vena and Vessels? Uh, no, we don't know. I No, I'm in Cape Town. Okay. Yeah, I'm in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sharp. And what are you doing in Cape Town, Deputy Speaker? Um, you know what? I've been here for the last 26 years. I don't know. <laughs> so what you're asking me is out of order. <laughs> you, uh, you must be like Madala. Madala is a citizen of a uh, free state. He's in the uh, state Madala house as we speak. Umucha, oyafika, manjikfanel, mofika, njiawaka, chwelindawa, ngit. Owa, angaza, makona. The constituency is the rest of the country. It's not the free state. <laughs> <laughs> like all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Deputy Speaker. Thank you. Um, Deputy Speaker, where are they? Uh, Deputy Speaker is gone, Mother. Is it?
Masibu, I think he's gone. He might have the next meeting. Him. Yeah, the next meeting you have the the chair and the deputy chair have postponed that. So I wanted to catch deputy speaker. I think I'll just call him. Thanks. I think Masibu also went up to speaker. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, up to speaker. Okay. <laughs> Let's, let's start with you, Honorable Khai, will you get to other members? Honorable Tim would also like a question, please. Yeah. Okay. Let's 